1: Let's get to our guest, Paul Gamble, is co-founder and managing partner at MBMG Group. So I'll give you a couple of scenarios here, Paul. The first one, profit margins under pressure, recession is looming, uh, the bear market is still very much intact, and a lot more losses are coming. That's one. The other one is, well, the American banks are telling you that the U.S. consumer is strong, the economy is very good now. There is no organic recession. Which one gets the the warm and cuddly uh, hug from Mr. Paul Gamble's?
2: Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Juliet. Um, look, we've we've um, all year so far we've been very concerned that the uh, the former case, the recession case, was uh, was was likely to win out. Um, but we were waiting for data that would. Um, that would really, you know, justify uh, making a call on that. So we've been sort of, I I guess, you know, trying to sit on the fence, but leaning towards the recession side. Well, you know, we've now absolutely come off the fence. Um,
1: Isn't the um, correct answer both? Isn't the correct (laughs) answer both? Because, you know, the consumer is strong, the economy is good, but the Fed is going to wreck it because it wants to, to, to get inflation under control.
2: Well, that, that's, 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 what, that's what we would have said a month ago. Right now, we would say you're looking at results um, from the, the quarter when that was still the case. But the, 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 the more current data is actually telling us that the Fed have already wrecked it. Um, if we look at um, if we look at things like uh, household savings, if we look at things like consumer debt levels, uh, well, we, we've seen that the savings have all been spent pretty much within the last quarter, we've seen that um, the the nature of household debt has really changed into emergency debt with revolving credit and credit cards uh, really coming to the fore. So uh, unless something really changes in the Fed right now, then that data that you're talking about, that's kind of, you know, we're, we're worried that that was the last hurrah, that was that was the last good period where mm. um, it, it was still Uh, possible to make a a case for, um, you know, that the the consumer was strong, that employment was still okay. Um, But now we think that 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 boat is sailing fast unless the Fed, Fed really do an about turn.
3: And Paul, in terms of an about turn, I guess how aggressive they're going to be. But what did you read into the slowdown in hiring from Apple and Goldman just adding to those recession fears too?
2: Yeah, so so look, I mean, I think you know what, what was interesting there is that the market really, you know, it, it's it's been desperate to try to bounce. It's been, you know, it, it's um, it's like the deadest of cats. It's been it's been trying to find some some opportunity to bounce, and uh, the open yesterday we thought we had that, but actually it was just pulled back by reality. Gravity overtook it, and and you know the problem is that um, you know going going back to uh, to Brian's point, you, you know we have had this reasonably strong quarter, but now all these things like Apple cutting back on hiring, they're all going to end up pulling back uh, any kind of grounds for optimism at all. And, um, mm. and and you know, even the oil price action, there are so many okay. indicators out there. Uh,
3: talking about risks to the overall global economy, I also want to talk about uh, the strength of the dollar, even though we have been seeing a little bit of a, a pullback there. But what kind of, I guess, risk if we do see what they're calling this uh, doom scenario where you see the dollar kind of uh, pull back and then that could be quite a Fast turnaround as well in terms of that drop.
2: Well, uh, Princess Juliet, um, <laughs> I, I guess um, look at some point, dollar is going to weaken, and it, it's going to be largely driven by um, you know much more realistic interest rate expectations. The, the question is, you know, when is when is the Fed going to going pivot? Um, just in the last you know couple of weeks, we've we've had this situation where. Uh, People were talking about there being a hundred basis points hike uh, at the the next meeting. Uh, now I think that's that's probably been cut back. Consensus to seventy five bips, but um, it's it's really much more to do with sort of you know longer term bigger picture. How how far are the Fed going to push this before they pivot to uh, to you know stopping stopping rate hikes and then reversing rate hikes? Um, when that happens, that's obviously going to put massive downward uh, pressure on the dollar. We we. We're starting to see, you know, short-term signs that maybe, um, maybe we're getting close to that high. The fact that mm. uh, the, that uh, euro managed to to hold parity, um, and you know, again, one of the reasons for dollar strength is the fact that th- this this recession that we're talking about isn't just a U.S. phenomenon. We're going to, you know, we're going to see problems everywhere. But obviously, the uh, the expectations on interest rate differential shift are probably more adverse for, for dollar than they are for other currencies because uh, the fed have been perhaps the most aggressive in in, in terms of uh, projected rate hikes so, um,
1: so with,
2: yeah we could, with, we could be close to the top for the dollar we could be
1: could we maybe be looking at a pretty shallow recession here because you've got you know as we mentioned even the apple and goldman news i mean they're not laying off people they're just hiring fewer people um you know that's we have more jobs in the U.S. than we have workers to fill them. So uh, you, you're talking about um, uh, at some point, you know, you'll probably get uh, a, a peaking of inflation. We, we haven't seen those numbers yet, but they could be coming. You see the housing prices coming down, home builder sentiment uh, falling at a rapid pace. The higher interest rates are working. Uh, is that is, is that something that, you know, you, you can your, your scenario is kind of dark, but I'm saying shouldn't be so dark.
2: It's very hard to know because um, actually the the monetary policy side is one small part of it. The the real issue is actually fiscal policy, that we've got a a shortfall in terms of what we need in terms of uh, credit creation going into the global economy this year. Um, And that that's largely based on, um, you know, sovereigns putting putting less money into their economies, particularly the uh, the US. So it's really a fiscal problem that's been exacerbated by by monetary policy. And Mm. I'm not seeing any great appetite yet for, um, you know, a a turnaround on that. So even if the uh, if the Fed were to stop making the problem worse, then it, you know it's it's uh, it's a fiscal virus rather than just irritable Powell syndrome. Mm. It, it's a yeah. lot deeper. We've got to, we, we've got to actually well, start creating new money into the economy.
3: Just a quick word finally on uh, China too. COVID zero, of course, a, a lag, and we had Goldman downgrading their forecast for growth yesterday, but the property defaults, this risk of a hard landing of the housing sector by an ex-official, how much is that of a concern for investors?
2: I think it's really interesting that already policymakers have come out and they're starting to to remedy this. Uh, unlike in Europe, unlike in the states, I think the uh, the Chinese policymakers are going to be a lot more responsive and a lot more reactive, and probably start you know uh, doing the right kind of policy actions. So it's a worry, and there's a lot of problems, a lot of structural problems, but we think there's a lot more willingness to tackle them.
1: Hey, Jules, uh, Paul who gambles with his future, calling you princess, huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind that name. It's better than some of the other names yourself. I've had before. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you,
1: you called yourself princess from time to time.
3: Exactly, exactly. All right, Paul, thank you so much. Paul Gamble's co-founder and managing partner at MBMG Group on the line for us from Bangkok here
0: on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.